Hey everybody, welcome to the Chocolate Life Podcast, I'm AJ Jones. Tonight's episode will be called, which we're going to call this, the media game. You know, the media has been playing games for a full minute, and um, yeah, we're just going to make this thing happen, and yeah, we're just going to get this thing cracking. Uh, we'll have a guest, and we'll be having uh, Chaplain B coming on as a guest. Uh, she'll be joining us here very shortly, and uh, we're going to get this thing cracking. Um, how y'all feeling? Um, next week, we'll be talking about, um, next week's episode, we're going to talk about, uh, well, the next episode will be in another two weeks. Um, we're going to talk about um, the branding of the media, you know, how black people are branded as all these different things throughout the media and um, you know we're going to talk we're going to discuss all levels of that but uh, yeah we're going to get this thing cracking so um, yeah so we're going to talk about this media game Cocoverse Chocolate People um Uh, uh, chocolate people. Um, I just find it funny that this riverboat brawl really was not covered in the main media. Like most of the people that were talking about it are considered new media or alternative media. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, new media and alternative media are the new media outlets that aren't under any political affiliation. They're freelance. They are free to say. They are free to say and report on any and everything, no matter what the subject matter is. Um, Yeah, that's what we own. Uh, Yeah, that's what we own. So, um, This is AJ coming to you live from the Cocoverse. Yes, welcome to the Chocolate Life Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Jones. Um, today we're going to talk about the media game. And we're going to talk about all different levels of this media game. So um, first, uh, a few weeks ago, we had this riverboat brawl that happened in Montgomery, Alabama. And... My question was, where was the media attention? I mean, you literally learned about this on social media to the point to where, okay, now people are talking about it. And it's to the point to where celebrities were getting dragged 
like like the celebrities like Marlon Wayans was getting dragged for comments regarding the um regarding the riverboat brawl. And I just find it funny that the people who started the brawl were they were white people. You know, that those are the people that started the brawl. Those are the people that started the brawl. And I just find it funny everybody that was arrested in connection with the brawl, you know, their faces weren't plastered on the television. Um, their faces weren't plastered on television. And, you know, one thing that I learned from this is that the media likes to spin narratives. And one thing they didn't want to do, they didn't want the world to, by not, with these big outlets like MSNBC, CNN, CBS, Fox, with them not talking about it, it is basically saying, okay, these people, it, it, it's basically saying, okay, with these people acting up, doing whatever they wanted, you know, they're not really criminals, you know, even though they got arrested. And I don't think that's fair because any had the riverboat brawl, had that been a white guy asking black people to move and black people got off their boat and beat him up, every last black person involved would have been booked, charged, faces, names, family members plastered all over the television. And that's how the game, that's how the game, that's how this media game is being played. You know, and I find it funny a year and a half ago when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, that was in the news for almost three months. Like people were talking about it as if it had just happened. For three months straight. Three months straight. Like. Like you can only talk about something for so long before it gets stale. And then when it comes to something important like this riverboat brawl. And you have black people coming off of the boats, coming to the defense of somebody just doing his job because some drunk folks on a boat didn't want to move their boat to the correct area. That's literally what it boiled down to. These drunk folk had their liquid courage in their system. The brother doing his job asked them to move and they decided to bring them. Like, that makes no sense. And then the institution that we call the media decides they want to play silent all of a sudden. That's just wrong. You want to, you know, you want to be in the media and have all this different energy, but yet and still, you just want people to you know, do all this foul stuff and not be held accountable. 
Like I do not think I don't I don't think that's correct. I don't think that's right. And we have Chaplain McKay on as a guest today. How you doing? Yes, ma'am. All right. Yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I was just talking about the riverboat brawl. Do you have any insight that you want to put in on the riverboat brawl? I'm just speaking about it very briefly. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You you actually, yeah, you can jump in right there. That's perfect. thinking about like right before I moved back to Tennessee all the stuff that was going on in Oklahoma City when the gun laws had changed and it was just it was like and I remember when I actually left my friend Antoine hit me up and he was telling me about rich kids driving to the southeast and southwest side of Oklahoma City jumping on black and Mexican kids just because they could like because the gun law changed, they gotten brave all of a sudden. And then they were also going to the east side of Oklahoma City, just walking around. They weren't doing that. They was literally just walking around with their guns, almost like just showing them off, you know, just flossing. You know, I, I got these new guns. 
I'm a flex. I ain't afraid to come to the east side no more. Yeah, cowardice and insecurity with a gun is not a good mix. <laughs> that is not a good mix. Cause, and you know what? I had a conversation with my brother about a week or so ago when uh, him and his family were passing through. And he was basically talking about how um, he, basically, he basically literally just put it out there and said, if you are dealing with people on this job and you are scared to death of them and your only excuse for doing what you do is I fear for my life, he said, you don't need to be wearing this badge. Yeah. I'm conceited by my melody. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Right. They wouldn't have to go so hard. <laughs> Absolutely. piggyback on the divided focus so we talked so we just spoke about you know the mainstream legacy media not even talking about it but over a year and a half ago when Mr. Willard Smith smacked Chris Rock it was in the news for three months as if it just happened like as if like in that's all everybody was talking about. Oh my goodness, Chris Rock shouldn't have said this about Jada. Oh, Will Smith shouldn't have slapped Chris. You know, it was like a back and forth, and that div- and that in itself, you know, was dividing people because even Michael Jackson's nephews was, you know, what I don't think Chris should have said that, but he was using Michael Jackson as an example during the special, and I, I watched the special like two, three times. And I think his nephew, uh, his nephew Taj, Tito's son, uh, one of Tito's sons, when he said what he said, it was like he only all he heard was the reference to Michael, but he didn't get into the context of what he was saying. You know, because basically he was he was basically talking about the he was basically making rep making reference. And joking about, you know, the allegations and how they were fake and this and that. But all he heard was Michael. That's all he heard. And then, you know, like I said, it was two. It was like during that three months, everybody was talking about it. It divide. It pretty much divided the black community. You know, and I'll um. I'll go ahead. as a 
their status. That's pretty much it. Yeah, the uh, Amazon driver. Was he Amazon or FedEx? Was he Amazon or FedEx? I can't, I get them mixed up. Okay, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, and even and 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 even go even to leading into this next thing, um, I think we I think we might have both had this conversation recently, but you know the recent arrest of tens and twelve year old is almost like a pass. It's almost like passive aggressive retaliation in response to said brawl. Or said uprising. Well, it 
children. If they can't get, I mean, if they can't kill enough of the men, then they go out and get children. And to me, right, it's was not the first. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Scottsboro now. Just a part of the city, or do these people 
want to fund the state. Because if they want to fund the city and the state, then this more this is more than a local story. This is this was a state story. Yeah, it's state jurisdiction. That's state jurisdiction. You're absolutely right. That's state jurisdiction. conversation either yesterday or earlier about branding and I'm gonna kind of go into that a little bit and basically talk about how the media as of late has been slapping black people's faces on the news whenever something is negative on our part you know Names is plastered, faces is plastered, but if somebody that's European does something, nobody says a word, there is no face shown, you may get a name, if you're lucky, depending on how they're feeling. And... Police uh, was a mass murder, okay? 
a mass murderer who killed people, and he used to be, quote-unquote, a law enforcement agent. They put his name there. At first, they weren't even trying to put his name there. They didn't put his picture there. Same thing with the guy who killed the lady in California um, who had the juice store open. And most of the ads, I mean, not the ads, most of the news stories now, a few days later, Right. So we got all, like I said, we got all of these cycles playing out, and somehow we supposed to be uh, the savior when all of these, as they call them, social things come up that we lead them. Yet and still, we always at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to equity or economics. Right. Instantly. multitaskers at this point because we're being attacked from we're being attacked from all fronts and we gotta watch the six the twelve the three and the nine like we gotta oh man it's 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 
to add to that um, even even with the media outlets that we have that have been you know keeping us abreast on all the things that are happening in the country like you know the Phil Scott's the African Diaspora Channel um, uh, uh, Lovely T and Tasha K and you know, all the uh, Professor Black Truth and, um, you know, all these different, all these different platforms. But on the other side of that, you have platforms that are literally just throwing out misinformation and false information and nobody's checking them. But yet and still, our outlets, our news outlets that are giving us everything that is not pushing a political agenda. We're just putting out news and information so everybody can be in the know. But let some white TikToker get on her channel and lie and get caught in the lie and get their page canceled. All they got to do is make a video and say, oh, I'm sorry for saying this, 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 and this. And now they're back up on their page or they have their page back. Like, how, like, I don't understand how, well, I'm not going to say I don't understand. I say, I find it funny how this person can literally throw out information and lie. Like, for instance, the young lady, the uh, little white TikToker girl, she's like 20s, she's in her mid-20s. She got out, she got on her platform for almost two months yeah, in South Africa, these black, you know, the black South Africans are killing white farmers and this and that and da 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 da. So there were white South Africans getting on saying, hey, you're <laughs> this American lady, stop talking about our country. You're lying. Get out of our country. Don't come back. Like it literally got to the bad to where white South Africans was like, hey, get her off this platform. But Because our court systems are corrupt, the 
him in, a, in this country. But he didn't do it all by himself. Like right now, you see, it's, right. it's more than um, 45 people, about 19, over 19 indicted and 30 unindicted. So you talk about almost 50 people that's being indicted. Think about how much more money, how many more people that have not been named. So when something like that happens, it is not by accident. He becomes the face, but he's really not the face. This is a, con- a, 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 a concerted effort and a very coordinated effort. And just like that is a coordinated effort, we have to become coordinated and stand our ground. Because that in this point, they can't tell us about what right is wrong and who gets to go to jail. Yeah, they still want to try to throw us on jail for nothing. Because we don't have, you know, the economic resources and space to do it. But we're going to start working our way toward it. That is one of the reasons why I'm trying to learn as much as I can. Never been a person, uh, been a YouTuber or any of this thing on the internet. Because that's your generation. Uh, I have no real use to afford it. I used to say that. Because I work in an industry where being in being in uh, the presence of a person is what, you know, that's what we do. Right. You see people. But learning how to stretch the imagination and really shift gear to do things differently. So now I'm looking at how can I do this to develop, quote, unquote, a platform so I can not only speak to people here in this country, but all melanated people. And I'm already probably saying that. No, is how do I start talking to the melanated people to empower us to become a power force the way we were before people came out of the cave and out of the ice age? Because that's what we have to get back to. And if nobody has said that, then we have been conditioned to think, well, it's always been this way. And now I'm pushing back because I've done my research. I said, no, we have not. Just like right now, that's what I hear, silence. (laughs) Too much silence. Yeah, I hear silence because of that, the the system and the spirit. Now, many fuller call it a system. I'm going to go a step farther and say the system is set up on spiritual principles. I will agree. I will agree. It's set up on spiritual principles, and you cannot identify them if you're only trying to look at something physical. And everything they do, they really much operate on a very infantile scale because everything they do is based on what they physically see. Although, on a deeper level, everything they do is contrary to the spirit of melody. I said the spirit of melody. I didn't say the color of melody. So I don't need nobody who's probably may listen to this to think I'm talking about um, just people who have melanin on the outside. Melanin on the outside is not the same as having a melanin brain. And you have to look that up because I'm not an MD, so I'm not going to try to explain that in the way it needs to be explained. Right. And 
even uh, going back to your silent piece, like there's too much silent by pastors, community leaders, i.e. Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, um, uh, who else? Yes, yes, please. It's too much silent in the mouth. I mean, it's too much silent in our own local churches. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, the local churches, I'm not sure because, as I told a friend of mine, uh, I work on Sundays, but uh, I'm a member of one of these uh, denominations that uh, is not a development persuasion, and that's for a reason, and it happened a few years ago. But I've learned a lot. Huge component. Black or white, because A, it was white people in that history just like it's 
So we can change the language and still get the message across to me more powerful if we change the way we present it. We're not talking about black history. We're talking about history, period. The part you left out, we didn't leave it out. We know it. You don't. So if you left this history out, then why is it we can't teach it when you left it out? Right. And then that becomes a different way of addressing that issue. We don't have to talk about quote unquote the woke or the the CRT. You left this history out and this is history. So how is it you get to talk about the history you claim is legitimate history, which is your version of it, but you left out actual people, actual events in history. And you don't get to tell us how to teach it since you left it out. We get to teach it. Right. And and it's like there have been these hundreds of years and then you have these different historical societies which once they get a bead on something, okay, boom, we're going to put that in the new book. Boom, we're going to put that in the new book. Hold up, we're not going to talk about this because they don't need to know about this. Like, they have control over... They they have, I mean, even with, with the history, they have control over what's being put in books. That is the reason I'm on the opinion that at this point in history, one thing we need to learn how to do is teach our children at home. Even if we have to get one person in a whole group, let's say it's five families, somebody in that family needs to teach all of the children while everybody else collaborate and help pay that person's bill. I mean, that's what our elders did, but we don't know that because the only thing we know about our history is what the Europeans have told us. And, and, and it was black people who actually started teaching school because the Europeans, their rich counterparts, they went to boarding schools from the United States and the illiterate white people came out of Europe, they were illiterate. Right. Until they needed to work in the factories. And when they, when that, as you say, the immigration that came over Ellis Island, all these people, they, they most of them couldn't even speak English. But they nope. learned how to work in the factories. Right. Now, we're going to, as you said, if we're going to talk about, as, as, as we use the term, real history, let's just start talking about how we need to educate our own children. So if they want to have, I mean, I, yes, we need to be in all arena. So yes, there needs to be some people still fighting in that arena, but at the same time, we need to give our children more options than that. Yes. It should not be the only option, especially since the, the C-19 continues to raise its head and continue to uh, cause schools to be uh, closed because uh, I think it's Kentucky. Kentucky has closed, they closed some schools for the rest of the week because of C-19. means that we're going to have to uh, become more focused in putting forth more effort within our own personhood to make that happen for our children. Because now we, dare to say, gaining control, the same way all of these, these so-called elite think tanks have paid these crisis actors to go to these boards so they can manipulate the school system and 
promoting to the private, i.e. charter schools. And the public schools are really not going to have any money. If you notice, all the politicians are trying real hard to cut programs that benefits poor people. White people. Although poor white people don't understand that because they think just because they pale skin that they got something going on with the elites of the world, and they don't. But as long as they do that, let them. It's time for us to do like the people who got out the vote. Let's just start handling our own business. Yeah, and um, on the um. There has been a rise in um, black black parents, you know, getting together and joining these homeschooling networks. Um, I know it got really big in the New Orleans area. I would say between 2014 and 2017, and then you got places like, you know, Dallas, and then you have a, a couple of homeschool networks in the Oklahoma City area. Um, and even, and then, um, I, I remember being asked the question, well, my son plays basketball and this and that. I was like, they have special, they have extracurricular activities. They have team, they have homeschool teams for kids that are, that are in sports. Like they're making ways for them now. So that's not even, that's not going to even be an issue. Absolutely right. Um, it, it's it's just, it can be attacked from so many ways because you know you have platforms like you have platforms like uh, Zoom, you have uh, Messenger, you have Skype, you have 
uh, Microsoft Teams. You have um, it's not it's no longer uh, Google Chat. What is it called? Um, I can't even remember what it's called. Either way, there's so many different ways of going about it, and you know, as far as curriculum is concerned, like it's just a matter of compiling information into a form where it's just straight fact and just straight fact and information and then just disseminate it in a understandable way, you know, because... Right. We're natural improvisers. Seen enough to know who I'm directing it 
souls that they are, that all of this gutterness is being paraded before them. And they don't have somebody have the courage to say, no, that's not how we gonna roll. Yeah, and one of my uh, um, one of my friends from Langston was uh, he he made it he made made a post on his uh, Facebook page, and he was like, "Yes, whole culture is being glorified, and now everybody wants to be ratchet." Oh yes, uh. The city, what what the city girls call it when they first, hot girl summer. Well, and see, I'm, I'm learning some of this stuff uh, that you guys have been doing for the past, what, 15, 20 years? That the internet did very popular. I'm learning it because, as I said, I'm older than you guys, so that's not my world. My world has been in the hospital people walk their journey. So very focused, very serious. And about, let's say five, six years ago, mm-hmm. I had started, well, actually in 2012, when Tamir Rice got killed, and I had my own awakening that this country does not care about us, they don't even care about our truth. Right. Because I'm at a, I was at a conference, and this conference is supposed to be about empathy and showing what we're supposed to do for people, and I'm, I'm sitting up looking at this this trial at the conference, and nobody's even talked about that. Nobody had a presentation about this trial, none of that, but we're supposed to be the compassionate people of the society. No. So I knew at that point in 2012, I needed to do something different. Right. So that's what had changed my trajectory to start. Reflecting on what are we doing and what are we missing? Because I knew at that point we was missing something because I was in Florida at that time. And nobody would, it reminded me of the, what's the movie, The Boys in the Hood? Mm-hmm. He said, and nobody said anything about his brother at the end of the yeah. movie. That's what I felt about Tamir Rice. We're at this conference and, and I and another. Uh, person was sitting after a, a, a plenary session and we were talking and watching the TV and they were showing the highlights from the trial. And I stated, why is it we don't have a conversation about this very thing? This trial got killed and we don't have a presentation or anything about what's going on. It's as if it didn't even happen. Or it does not matter. Yep. So after seeing him and then uh, the other little boy, Jimmy uh, Rice, and then uh, Sandra Bland, and it just became, and then uh, Walter Scott. I mean, it just became a, and just a, 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 and the guy up there, Eric Gunn, just became a domino effect. This is just common practice, and now people are just thinking they can just run from shot and continue to do it, right. and nothing happens. Nobody does anything. So I think this is, I think the pandemic.
pandemic opened people eyes to see that you are the only savior for yourself. You are. Mm-hmm. And this energy that has been dominating this whole world, and specifically the United States, it showed us that it was bold in its approach to killing us. And it paraded it. And the whole world saw it. So everybody started getting in their emotions. But as soon as that trial was over, most of the people who are conditioned to move from their fears for a moment, because fears can make people gather. It's kind of like when somebody died and everybody comes to the hospital and everybody's on one accord for a moment. Okay? Yeah. Because everybody's energy is trying to bind that anxiety because you don't want that person to be dead. Well, that's what the world did. They want to feel their own Ability that this can happen to you. Right. Exactly. And then everybody got in the street. So why is it that everybody has not got that same level of outrage? Because black people never stop getting killed. So what we have to do is start putting more of the focus. Not just on what happened, but we can say yes, we gotta win here. But how do we continue to make that win stretch so we can rebalance the earth? Because the earth is out of balance. Yeah. And it's been out of balance. But that's a that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. Um yeah, just to uh, just to kind of get on the last point as far as you know okay we're celebrating this win you know what next like this like this like the war isn't over like that's just one battle inside the war there's other stuff that has to be fought like I think one thing to help with everything is that we have to strategically be speaking and planning all the time. Yes. All the for an example. I'm off work tomorrow and Monday, which means I'm going to have a four-day weekend. And I just decided a few months ago, whenever I can do that, I will do that. So I can just have, I can have time to just be still and just reflect on life. Yeah, absolutely. Because the only thing I'm doing is not being at work, and then when I'm at home, I'm, I'm trying to catch up with sleep. I'm trying to just go to the grocery store or uh, look for a movie. I haven't actually spent time just mm-hmm. Now we need time to just be. 
been chasing this hamster. Right. So, I, uh, at this point of life, I'm more inclined to spend time resting and being replenished. So, intuition can actually kick in the gear and show me things that ordinarily I'm not going to see if I'm in a rush. I'm trying to make sure uh, that I'm doing everything natural. In other words, I'm, I'm driving to work. I'm making sure when I get to work, I do X, Y, Z. It's a whole lot more things that need to happen before I do any of that. And that is to be still. Right. to be silent. Because these are the things that actually replenish our soul. Give us more energy. Make us more aware. And we need awareness. Because we can't keep our head on swivel if we're tired. If we're frustrated. Right. Our head's not on swivel because we're trying to make a dollar. So, while we can, if we can, yeah, stay on these penny little jobs. But at the same time, be making moves. You see, I'm not going to be here forever. I need to see how I can actually free myself. Because any job, if it doesn't belong to you, it's still a plantation. Because we have to answer to other folks. Right. And the and, 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 and United States have decided freedom of speech only belongs to some people. Yeah. So certain certain things are playing out every day to show us that we have to take the initiative to start reframing our own narratives. Because we, I think I was thinking of this today. Um, it had to do with how who are we looking. I don't know. 
fire person's like fire. We have to get the fire out for ourselves. Yep, yep, yep. I think that is it for now. And we will be on in another couple of weeks. Uh, We're going to go in deeper detail on branding. You know, the branding that the media is doing. And I'm actually glad we had, I'm actually glad we had that subject because, um, we kind of touched a little bit on it in this particular episode, but we're going to go more in depth. So I will say it's more of a continuation than anything, but it's just a continuation just on that specifically. Um, this is, um, and even, even just recently, um, like you were talking about, you know, the guy, who uh killed all those people and like his play his face was not it was almost like you got a little bit of this but let someone melanated do something it's on it's post the face is plastered name is plastered instantly Stay prepared and stay on the swivel. I would like to thank you for coming on, and I will keep. you're writing. What is the title of this book for the listeners?
we be actually have not? It's going to be about us discovering some of those the people that we don't even know exist or have been left out of history. And all this, the first, well, I can I can say this: the first part is about us being melanated people. The second part is about people false melanin and how the behaviors are different. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I will thank you for coming on and bringing your fresh perspectives and insight. And hopefully we can have you on more often. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Uh, no problem. Well, that is it. Thank you for listening to this Chocolate Live Show podcast. I am your host, AJ Jones, and we will talk to you later. All right. Be blessed, chocolate people. Peace.